welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to introduce Steph Berry. She is a clinical herbalist, licensed midwife, certified professional midwife, and her primary focus is helping women reclaim their health and reconnecting to their bodies in enhanced fertility. She teaches and consults with women about fertility and holistic health in pregnancy. After training with local herbalists of Viva Ram and Susan Weed, Stephanie has over 10 years sharing herbal medicine with women and children. After herb school, she trained as a midwife in order to elevate and introduce holistic medicine to new families. Her goal is to bridge the gap between allopathic med- mo- the allopathic model and nature-based medicine. She co-founded Calyx Wellness Studio, a collaborative healing space for professionals to share resources and work as a team to offer integrative care plans from a multi-modality perspective. Her urban midwifery practice is active, vital, and ever-growing to find new ways to support health now and for future generations. I love that. That's so beautiful. And that's so you. Congratulations on all this. Thank you. Um, Before we talk about what you have going on, um, I want to start by asking you, um, when did you first realize you were different? Oh, you know, I think it's one of those questions that you realize after the fact, right? And then you look back and you're like, oh, there are some things that were, yep, (laughs) you know, showing up. Um, But I think probably... In middle school, you know, people started, you know, doing, I don't know, normal things. And I never really, um, I never really kind of liked the, I don't know, the popular things or just the, so like when I preferred to like go out in the backyard and eat grass or, you know, like (laughs) make, make random, you know, crafts out of sticks. I don't know. Things that were. Yeah. Typical. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Totally. (laughs) So yeah, probably around then. And how do you think that kind of finally morphed into what you began working on as you grew up? I mean, did you carry that with you or did you hide it away or did you pick it back up? How did that kind of manifest? Yeah. um, You know, I think especially kind of you know, going through the, a small town kind of vibe around in, in the high school that I went to and just things being very, you know, just small minded. I think it, it was obvious that I didn't agree with what was going on around me. And so I really took it. I think it came out a lot more as I decided to like go to college away from the town, you know, this, the town that I lived in. So I think it really started showing up as I just like you know was it drawn to other just I don't know like I don't know the debate team or like just the things that most people didn't do and it was a I was always one of those like I had to try something different or and it wasn't like on purpose you know I wasn't like oh I'm gonna be different it wasn't like this rebel attitude it was just more like oh all of these other things that y'all are suggesting don't seem true. So I guess over the course of like high school, college, where like every time I had to make a choice, it t- it kind of tended to be an outside type choice or like the unexpected choice. Um, and then it really pretty much immediately, well, the last semester of college, I decided like I had hated everything I was doing, I, like nothing was working. And then I almost just 
you know, dropped out. But since it was last semester, I stuck it out and then spent the that, that immediate summer holed up in my room on the, like, you know, emerging internet, reading every esoteric philosophy that existed while, like, volunteering at a high school for a tutoring. So, you know, I think it all started kind of unfolding as, like, this this ending of a of the kind of normal things you should do like okay you should graduate you should go to college and then you should like college and you should get a corporate job or you should work in a institution you know work somewhere and I couldn't I just couldn't do it Um, right and it all broke down that summer went through all my savings just sitting in my apartment literally by myself like reading um, Carlos Castaneda books like literally everything that I could wow Google, right? Any, oh, I don't even know if Google was was Google around then. Um, it probably was. Was starting. So that was the kind of turning point. And then I, then that is really when I like started working at an herb store. Got introduced to like autism as a thing, and really kind of got drawn to like healing and helping children. All sort of just kind of unfolded from there. Um, worked with families. Uh, started studying with a herb school. And then, you know, from there, I just know looking back. And I feel like uh, a lot of us have come from small town type situations where we just knew we kind of needed to be in a different place. We knew that that place was not necessarily our place or a place where we were going to be able to thrive or we needed to be, I think, based a lot on whatever, like, the, the dominant kind of culture was at the time is that kind of what you were feeling as well yeah I think that there was just like nothing like that's the thing it's like there was just nothing there that seemed to do like there's nothing that's you know I'll look around and I'm like okay well I'll just like even if I just keep doing the same thing like at some point there's got to be some you know I, it, I didn't know that like moving or like going to college per se was going to be the thing but it felt like, okay, I'm done here. Like, okay, I've, you know, finished this phase. Um, and I, I mean, luckily that's the thing, like, right. It's like you, if you kind of get out of the house around that age and you are, you know, looking out for something bigger and brighter, that's when it usually shows up or typically shows up in this culture. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, it's the same thing where, you know, I, I went, I went to school and, and immediately went to graduate school thinking that I would be teaching in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of mm-hmm. like my, my family stuff, their lineage around being educators. And then mm-hmm. my realization that even in like higher education, it was just, there was not quite the, there was just not quite the resonance for me. There just was sort of felt sort right. of tired or mm-hmm. just kind of I mean some of it was cool in in the the, the literature of philosophy or something like that that I was sort of <laughs> grasping his jaws for to find you know right. slug through but in general I I think it was a continuation of just kind of looking around going I just don't really want to be here yeah and and what does that mean because I also had all of this money tied up in education yep and in what you know my, my family's expectations and and what I thought I also legitimately wanted to do and so then it was kind of like well I don't I don't know what I don't know what to do now because I've just kind of been trying to do what I'm supposed to do right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's a real it's a real kick in the ass to kind of then <laughs> be confronted with like who you might actually really be or what you might actually really really like 
Yeah, I think that's a big part. It's like you don't. I think at that point, like I wasn't sure what there, like what there was to like. You know, like it kind of was. I mean, <laughs> home was home, school was school, and then like going to a new place was exciting because it's like new and you know, and new really. But then it was like, but you know, is it going to be the same old stuff? And I think, like you said, like once you get through so far into that educational model, like when you're can I, you're going through higher education you're like oh I don't know I kind of got the same sense where I was like well this isn't as exciting as I thought it was gonna be or like right I kind of know all this stuff already why am I sitting in classes I mean and that was just my own personal yeah you know, and I mean thing. same I was, I was kind of like where's the where's the big payoff yeah. where's this big, like mm-hmm. huge like, mind-blowing like you know yeah yeah it, 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 it never really that really never materialized for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, And so, wow. So reading Carlos at like (laughs) really young age, that's kind of a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's where it all kind of, I think that was the, I mean, literally that was the summer like where I would just start I don't know, seeing that, you know, I mean, these same stories where it's like you kind of push it away or like don't acknowledge that you have this extra sense or whatever. And so kind of reading about it, um, I was like, oh, let me try this. And it was just, again, a natural, I think, um, unfolding. Like it just started. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the cool stuff. Like this is what I was waiting for to like show up, you know, whatever we thought was going to be. Edu- you know, when it, and I teach it. but yeah, so that was, I mean, I don't know. I think that was an, just one of the things, one of the, the stepping stones. And also actually kind of speaking of Susan Weed, she had had one of the readings, one of the kind of um, assigned readings was the, oh, and now I forget her name, but the, and one of the women who wrote a book from Carlo Castaneda's kind of clan oh uh-huh that's what it's like twilight i don't care i forget now it's i'm blanking but i think maybe that was the you know the tie-in there um but all the, all that to say it was just like opening the eyes to like the energetic world you know the world of people manipulating energy and using right. using your uh, yeah and do you so with Susan Weed? I'm just asking because of your experience as an herbalist. Do you like her kind of quote about drinking tea, like a cup of tea every day, that's specific to you or for you? Is really what is one like thing that we can do for ourselves to keep ourselves really healthy? Like, I've always I think that quote is attributed to her, and I really like it because I I feel like if there's nothing I can do. Like, at least I can, like, make a cup of tea that I know is going to help me. I think that's so great. I mean, I think, and I, I mean, honestly, that's part of what the witchiness of my world. I mean, I remember not, I mean, was, is that, is like, it's just like having a plant around. And if it's, and, you know, it's kind of in the bigger scheme of mainstream thinking, it's like tea is literally the kind of, like, the ritual that has made it through most of the you know right right most of the things that have fallen away so i i mean i 100 percent agree it's like the whole apple a day thing i think right it's like <laughs> maybe also just a cup of tea that you've picked that you know you get some some shift inside not just for caffeine or whatever not just to 
green tea yeah and so I kind of had a similar like experience that I've talked about where around that age and and mine was was also into you know herbs and herbal medicine and I had this book and it it to me the book itself was really activated like it was Mm -hmm. activating to read the book it Mm -hmm. just felt really powerful and for me kind of scary and (laughs) I I don't know if that's because I was like in this culture of like real deep rooted hunting like Mm -hmm. serious witch hunting Mm -hmm. or if if I was picking up on that because looking back now I'm like that was such a great you know I had this big but I don't even remember whose it was but huge introduction and you know just just devoured it and it but it it felt like the energy of the book itself just felt really really strong and and I I've never been able to understand if that was because it was just a different pull or but it was yeah. really something I mean I think it had such a, a life came through those words mm-hmm. around just talking about plants and medicine yeah I, I mean I kind of feel like right that's that's the a big you know, universe sending you the signal, right? Like, hey, this is going to leave an impression on you because you've got to pick it back up somewhere or do something with this. Um, and I think and that's... My, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, well, go ahead. Yeah, finish that. No, I was just going to say, in, in my case, I, I was like it. I, I was just <laughs> me. Like, I, I didn't know anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was nowhere, there was no herb shop where I was. When right. I went to college, there was one tiny one that had, like, mostly supplements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there was no herbs where I grew up. I mean, and if there were, I never knew about them. You know, like, they never crossed any path that I walked on, for sure. Um, I, it's yeah. funny, because I think the one thing that I think about, think back about, that kind of ties into what I actually do now um, is I was I always had really dry skin as a even as a teenager. You know, when you're in high school, you're all about looking good, wearing mm-hmm. your makeup, getting your hair yeah. just right, right. And so, like, I always had this like you know whatever self consciousness about my dry skin, and like my legs would always be really dry in the winter or whatever. So, like, it's funny because I think back to like now as a kind of hippie human in this era like over the last decade or whatever um, and using you know like coconut oil and just how the popularity of like um oil for your skin right and like I had to search around like all of these I don't know Walgreens or whatever or I don't even know like some places that you buy beauty products for like an oil-based lotion like because my skin was so dry I was like I needed oil and I saw, I like, and it was a weird thing. Like my mom thought it was weird that I wanted it. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you're using that. But it was just like a bottle of oil that you had to buy it. Like it was like in the beauty section. It wasn't like olive oil or anything. Like nothing as right. rudimentary as that. Um, yeah. But it's like that. It's like, that was my, like me listening to my body, like trying to find the thing. Cause it wasn't like necessarily for vanity. Like it was almost like a therapeutic, like thing yeah you know so anyway but I think back like you're saying like the closest to like an herb I got was like finding a beauty oil at like the, in the beauty section um I don't yeah, even that know. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um so what is one of the witchiest things you have ever done or experience 
Oh, you know, I don't know. There's, there could be so many things, but I think kind of thinking back about it, um, I don't know. I think kind of maybe referencing kind of what you were saying earlier. Um, I had this, you know, probably maybe end of high school, early high school, end of middle school. And we were doing some sort of like, I mean, I just remember like writing things down on a piece of paper and like tearing them up or like some, do some sort of little spell or something that me and my friend were doing. Uh, I don't even, I mean, we might've even been calling it a spell at that point. I don't even know, but we were doing something and I feel like we were kind of like calling in spirits or something. And we had read, I guess one of us had read something about how you're writing it. I don't know. I can't even remember the like actual (laughs) scenario, but all all of that was happening. We were doing this and I remember we were like putting it away or kind of saying like, oh, I guess that didn't work or whatever. And then I like turned to like look out the window of her bedroom and there's like this ghostly figure of a man standing out um outside and like or i guess it's kind of like walking by and i was like did you see that she's like what (laughs) what oh my gosh you know and i was like don't you see that guy out there she's like no i don't see him where you know like and then we like look at each other like dun 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 did it work (laughs) Um, but that was like a first you know it was like more of like i mean we were all all into different things like trying all and how were we stuff you know, I probably like 12, maybe 13. I feel like it was towards mm-hmm. the end of, you know, end of middle school, maybe early high school or something. Yeah. But we were still kind of exploring different, you know, we're, we were just the weirdos doing the weirdo things. I don't know. I'm sure other kids are doing that somewhere. And, well, it's around. Hard. Yeah. But I, I don't know. That was a pretty fun thing to yeah, remember. Like worked great. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, who knows who that, what spirits we were bringing right. across the time and space, but right. sorry, sorry, I'll go back to where you need to go. Okay, so my next question is, what <laughs> would you witch-splain if you could um, kind of do that the way that you always wanted to? <laughs> You know, I mean, I think we're kind of hinting at it, right? Like with the herbs and with the the power of the plants um, and spells even and like potions and brews. Because I think that's a pretty common, uh, not common, it's, it's less of a joke these days. But there's still people that like, because, you know, I identify as an herbalist that I get, you know, referenced as the witch or as the like, you know, what can you make me a brew or a potion that does this or that, right? So and I think like you're saying with the, like the one thing that like having a tea that you can just make, um, that, that does something for you. I think that's the big thing is like, I want people to realize that like herbs are not like drugs, you know, it's not like they're picking a thing. Like we're not isolating out, um, a, a constituent or a part of the plant and saying that you're going to be healed by this. Like they're right. ener- energetic beings also. And we're like taking their whole energy and putting that into our body so, and again, so it is really, I mean, a brew or a potion. I mean, you are blending these energies to create something that matches your needs or like the, whoever's taking them. Um, and even like, you know, calling something an herb means that it's going to help your body in a way, like versus it just being a plant growing in the ground. And in, until you pick it, and start taking it as medicine it's just nature but then when you start using it it becomes like medicine right like start anticipation of it yeah exactly (laughs) 
So I want you to talk a little bit about your current stuff that you're working on. Yeah. So um, really the biggest change up in my life is kind of taking a break from midwifery as my primary practice and really focusing on just getting people to understand basically what we're talking about with herbs and like taking this idea that like you have to integrate um, multiple modalities, multiple um, healing methods into your, into your life. So I've created a program, like a intensive um, 12 week program that helps women specifically, anyone that have had issues with their reproductive health, want to have a baby or just have some sort of kind of diagnosis that they've, you know, been, been assigned by a doctor or Western medicine. So, um, with their uterus specifically, um, and then just kind of walking through this reintegration of nature, taking herbs, checking in on mindset, using all of these things together in a very like, uh, specific plan. It's not willy nilly. We're not just like going to the store. And this is what, and I say that because like, this is where I, I come to after, you know, 10 years of working with people on their, on their health journey is that you go and you just take one off, one off here, one off here. Like, Oh, that helped me for, you know, a few weeks or I felt better for a month. And so I've really focused in on a three month intensive plan that you do start to finish. And from that point, you kind of go back out into your world armed with new information, new tools for healing, a new understanding of your, of your health and how the female um, aspects of not only our body, but just the energetic feminine energy uh, has to be like incorporated into healing, into your physical healing, as well as your um, like just, you know, owning your own, your own feminine body, your own female. So anyway, it's like the, really the big, the, really the big message is that you don't, you kind of move away from the symptom disease model, right. give yourself three full months of focusing in. And I mean, three months is only going to give you the foundation. You know, there's going to be a lot more work to do, but all that to say, it's really exciting to kind of finally have a, an effective plan for people and put it together in a, a way that you can just look at and feel confident that you're going to get somewhere at the end of it. Absolutely. I love that. And I feel like that is pretty much for every woman. I mean, I don't know of one woman who I see that has not had or is currently journeying with something going on in her womb. Or in the in the reproductive um, system of her body, which is only, of course, in women, and so that yeah. you know, it's just something that's inherent to us, and right. able to to work with that with the earth and 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 the plants is is I think um, one of the the best ways to to strengthen and um, and become sort of one with our own feminine in our own power and 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 that is all about reclaiming health Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I think that's the big word is I feel like if we can really reclaim that we, this, like, that those things are inherent, right? Like, regardless if you, you use your womb to reproduce and to make babies, like, it's still a system of your body that makes your, you know, your reality. Like, it still feeds your hormone. It's still a messenger. It's still feeding your hormonal system. And um, we all have to just learn how to how to tap back into it and a lot of it takes um layers like it or it takes it takes steps it's for sure you got to get through the physical layer you know address some of the emotional mental layers and then you really see the change and i think even with your work that's like those are side by side work um especially and and i've learned so much from just kind of watching your work as well to help women integrate those pieces in this in this process it's it's so much has to do with um how we are able to work within our own energetic system our own body our own organ systems all together mm-hmm. um, you're just doing such beautiful work okay tell people how to find you okay so check out definitely my website is the most informative place so it's stuffberry.com and then I am at um, on Instagram a lot at xo underscore stuffberry and those are the really the big places and I have a Facebook group for kind of more intimate conversations for places that I put you know just some downloads of uh, root health root uh, root cause medicine talking about the little pieces that go into this bigger puzzle that we're calling our health and emotional journey. Um, and that's just the same thing. Exo stuff Barry on Facebook. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. I know that you're a super busy mama and healer and it's so good to hear from you. <laughs> Thank no, you. I love this. I'm so glad you got me on and I'm excited to hear some more esoteric witchy things coming, coming through. All right. Well, I'll be in touch. Hey. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.